American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Well, good evening. Good evening, everyone. <clears throat> We're trying to do this thing, and I, you know me, I'm always trying to do a thing, right? And I'm always, you know, trying to push the envelope a little forward uh, or a little farther than my equipment will let me um, push it. And um, we're um, recording this. Um, we're recording this uh, on um, audition to make a podcast. And we're also recording this on vMix to make a video cast that we're going to put up on, on Facebook. Um, it, that is if we don't have, um, audio, audio, video latency problems and we shouldn't, we shouldn't, but you can never tell. So in any case, um, that's what we're up to <clears throat> tonight. I want to talk about, I want to talk about two things. Um, one of them is, and I guess for some people, one of them won't be really serious. Um, but the other one I think will be And the first one is tonight was the, or today was the AFC and NFC, um, championship games. Um, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, and, um, Andy Reid, um, for heading to, um, Super Bowl 54 in Miami. And, um, this evening it was Kyle Shanahan and, um, his quarterback, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You might remember that name because he used to be uh, the backup to to Tom Brady uh, for the New England Patriots. Um, they're on their way to um, their seventh Super Bowl. Um, they have been in six. They've won five, and the um, and they're headed back after beating um, the Green Bay Packers this evening. And it's funny. I saw a um, a Facebook post. And that said, you know what, I've, you know what, after what Colin Kaepernick and, and, and those other players did and those, those spoiled brats did, um, they ruined football for me. I want to talk about two things. I, I want to talk about snowflake behavior. Uh, snowflake behavior is snowflake behavior, whoever it comes from. Um, and I, and all I could do, and I commented on it and I probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't, um, but I did, um, and I and I, and, I, and, I, and I said you let you let five, five or six people um, that you don't know that you'll never meet ruin football for you, and some of y'all have done this. Some of y'all have done this. You swore it off. You got mad at Colin Kaepernick, and you got mad at four or five other players um, in the NFL, and because nothing bad happened to them for speaking their mind, um, although it was idiotic and asinine, you, I'm just swearing off. That'll show them. Like somehow the NFL was going to come, you know, the, the Roger Goodell, who I think personally is the worst um, commissioner that uh, NFL commissioner that I've that I've seen in my lifetime, would come knocking on your door, begging and pleading you somehow. Oh please, oh please, oh please, give us another chance. Um, you went away and nobody cared. 
Now, if you found something else to do on on, on Sunday and then Saturday later in the season, uh, Monday night or Thursday, Thursday night football, which was horrendous and a horrendous idea, um, then cool. But this idea that this form of entertainment, and, and that's all it is, somehow <clears throat> you've connected to your conservatism. You've connected it to your patriotism. So it means that your patriotism and your your conservatism is pretty fragile. Pretty fragile if the behavior, even the asinine behavior of Colin Kaepernick and a couple of his buddies could destroy it. Could just, and and if you don't swear that off, it'll bring down your conservatism. That seems like it wasn't really much there to start with. Wasn't really much there to start with. Um, But that's just my opinion. Happens to be right, but it's just my opinion. Um, so I thought I thought I thought it was interesting that that's really and I and I said this before. People were doing it, kind of snowflakeish behavior. Now you can be pissed off, you can be angry, and you could be angry that Roger Goodell and the NFL didn't do something that you thought they should have done. Yes, you could do that if you want to. Certainly, 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 certainly. Um, but I don't know why. Yes, you can stop watching, or you can not worry about it. You can just enjoy that. You can just do what we tell entertainers and um, athletes do all the time. Just shut up and play. You know what? And they could probably say the same thing. Just shut up and watch. You like the game. You enjoy the movie. And, you know, and, and it's funny. A lot of people, if I may... <sighs> don't have the same sort of resolve when it comes to actors in movies. I'm not saying that I do necessarily, that I have more resolve and I'm more conservative, um, I'm more of a patriot than any of you. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I haven't, but I don't, but I've seen one movie in the theater. No, one, two movies in the theater in the past, I don't know, eight, nine years. Just don't go to the movies. Now, I will probably go to the movies this week. Um, my wife's birthday is Wednesday, and um, this is her birthday week. And uh, one of these days, probably t- not tomorrow, but probably Tuesday, she will want to go to the movies. And so I will take her to, to a movie that she wants to see, because that's what you do when you've been married 30 plus years. Um and on Wednesday, we're going to Bush Gardens instead. We're going to the theme park. It's going to be a little chilly, but we're going to go anyway. Um, so, because I've already paid for that Tiger that Tiger Insider experience. You feel me? Um, and um, if she wants to do something Saturday, if that includes a movie, then we'll, I'll take her to a movie. But you know what? I, I listen to a lot of these Hollywood types. Um, and a long time ago, I thought to myself, I thought, why should I support their lifestyle in any way, shape, or form? Directly support it. Like, pay money. Like, get out my credit card and pay money. Why would I do that? They hate me and everything I stand for. So I kind of downshifted 
and I don't get excited about openings of, of, of Star Wars movies or Marvel movies or a lot of the same thing that a lot of conservatives who say they're conservative, y'all get excited about and y'all talk about and y'all go to and pay money where, but you won't watch for free a football game because you're scared that you're going to support behavior that you don't believe in or opinions that you don't believe in. It confuses the crap out of me. It just confuses me. I don't know. Anyway, just wanted to get that in. Uh, my name is Willie Lawson. This is Fight Back 2020. Uh, we're going to um, start putting these videos up on the website and on the um, YouTube page as well. So I'm trying to kill two birds with one broadcast. <clears throat> you know, I was, um, I was again on Facebook. I got to get off Facebook. Um, and I saw an, an, a, an article that uh, my friends at Red River TV had up on, on their page. And it was a poll that they take in Sweden and the citizens get to sort of vote on what government programs they thought were wasteful and the biggest waste waste of money. And they basically, the poll showed that a lot of people in Sweden, where Greta Thunberg is from, thought that cli- the climate <clears throat> madness was the biggest waste of money. Well, you didn't hear that? You, you didn't hear that story? You didn't? That wasn't on CNN. That wasn't on MSNBC. That wasn't um, a headline on, on um, in the New York Times, Washington Post. Yeah, not surprised. So I thought uh, it was something that I'd seen a while ago, uh, and I sort of experienced in my lifetime. I'm 59, so I sort of experienced that in my lifetime. Some of the things that that, that we heard as kids growing up. You know, when Arbor Day was a big day and that, um, you know, what, you know, what ecology was a big thing. You know, we a lot of us wanted to be ecologists and and we wanted to. um, And then we had Earth Day and those kind of things. Y'all remember, right? Middle school and well, junior high school and high school. Well, I I went back and I read an article and I got some. Some timeline stuff and this is a lot for people who really don't get why a lot of us are science deniers or don't really buy in hook line and sinker on any of or much of this climate um chicken little the sky is falling sort of mentality about all all of these things and this is why and i'm going to blame this i'm going to blame the scientific community i'm going to blame the academic community and the media for this in 1968 there was a book written called the population bomb 
Now, I was eight years old when that book was written. Um, and basically, the book says that the Earth is overpopulated. At, at that point, it had like three billion people on it, and it was overpopulated. And the book went on to even say that the United States was so overpopulated that you that it was too late for us. It was we were beyond help. The only thing that we could do, or one of the things that the book suggests we do, is involuntary um, sterilization. Involuntary sterilization, involuntary sterilization, and um, <clears throat> and and the and, and the author of the book suggested that maybe you you put sterilization agents in drinking water. Fluoride. Does fluoride make you sterile? Does fluoride make you sterile? Comment below. Um, that you put fluoride, or you put sterilization um, agents in 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 water, um, and staple foods, bread, milk, um, butter. You know, whatever the staple, everybody's staple foods are. Maybe some of the like chicken hormones and <clears throat> chicken. Hmm, interesting. <clears throat> but um, excuse me. So that was one of the things that was suggested in the book to pull down the population of the earth. Um, because I may mean, even tried, I mean, the, the suggestion was even to get the Roman Catholic Church to go along to convince Catholics, because that, back then um, the Catholic Church was even, forget abortion, the, the Catholic Church wasn't down with um, birth control. The birth control pill was huge, it was big, and it was new, and it was scary. And the Catholic Church was like, nope, nope. If you don't want to have babies, don't have sex. If you don't want to have babies. So any anything other than what they called for a while, I guess the rhythm method, where you sort of followed the woman's ovulation pattern in a way that you wouldn't get pregnant. And you know what we call most of those people, right? Parents. <laughs> so we call them mom and dad. But that was, I mean, that was a time. And um, so they were even, the book even suggests that you, that they get the Roman Catholic Church involved in this because um, if not, by 1975, now remember this came out in 1968. By 1975, there would be worldwide famine. Worldwide famine. It was a doomsday book about population. The only problem was that when 19, 1975 rolled around, there were more people, and there was not this worldwide famine that the book predicted. Now, when you have developing countries, third world countries, can you find famine? Can you find hunger? Can you find can you find abject poverty? Well, certainly you can. However, this this worldwide famine, this this doomsday scenario did not did not come to pass. Hmm. More chicken little. In 1969, a, a New York Times headline uh, was Everyone Will Disappear in a Cloud of Blue Steam by 1989. They were talking about this apocalypse, 
this apocalyptic um, problem from environmental pollution. By 1989, there'll be so much pollution that people will just disappear. But what's happened is just the opposite, really. That the United States is cleaner and is cleaner now than it than it's probably been in thirty years, right? And when that didn't happen, now that it, that didn't happen, it wasn't this apocalyptic thing, doomsday apocalyptic thing. One less thing I can trust you on. Now, of course, people who disagree with me will say, well, it's because we introduced all sorts of policies during that time that kept it from happening. Oh, the fact that, and, and also the fact of the matter is this. The fact of the matter is that nobody is for dirty air and nobody is for dirty water. No one sits in a big boardroom smoking a large cigar saying, F them. We'll, we'll just have to buy them gas masks. Nobody that's not that conversation isn't being had so in 1970 a year later um, America will be sub- subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980 the climate alarmists are showing up that there won't be enough clean water and there won't be enough food that we'll be rationing it by 1974 water and we'll be rationing food by 1980 well, I was 14 in 1974, and there was, and I don't remember, maybe you guys remember, maybe you remember, you, you remember no, um, there was no rationing of, of water. Uh, you know what, communities like mine, like where I live, where I live now, as a matter of fact, because of where we live and what our rainy seasons are, um, there are only restrictions on on, on watering your lawn. Maybe washing your car. Water rationing, food rationing. By 1980, I was 20. I was eating a lot, all the time. That's how I I got here. That's how I got these. Um, So it didn't happen. So this is just three things. Just three things that the do that the ecology doomsday people put into play that didn't happen. Just three things, but there are a few more. Also, in 1970, uh, we were um, looking at another ice age. Now, of course, our our friends, you know, and I'm not going to make fun of her. I'm not going to make fun of Greta Thunberg. I'm not going to. Um, because I think I think this personally is she's being used by her parents, and um, she's she's just she's just a kid, uh, super emotional. Super, she's a kid, so I'm not going to make fun. I'm not going to necessarily make fun of her, uh, but when you, you gotta know when you get into that arena where you're going to be yelling and point your finger at other people, that you know what other adult well a- adults that. Some people are going to come back at you and come back hard. So you decided to participate, you know, either run with the big dogs or stay a skinny ass on the porch. You feel me? Anyway, by 1970, there was an impending ice age by 2000. 
you guys remember 1974 um, Times Magazine cover. Uh, well, what was it called? Another Ice Age? Brown University's geology department actually went as far as, as sending a message to President Nixon warning him of the coming ice age. And these people, these people were serious. These people weren't just messing around. These were, they were serious. And I remember them talking about that, you know, that, that, that there'd be no food because what was the breadbasket of the United States would, meet, would move south climate-wise into Mexico. I'm not quite sure what they were trying to accomplish. I'm not sure how you stop it. I guess with some greenhouse gases to keep the warmth in. Not sure how you stop it, but this was this was one of the things that they had warned us about. Um, by 1974, there'd be a new ice age. Well, I lived in 1974 and there was no ice age. Now, during the ice age, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, that was about 11,000 years ago. Uh, the ice across North America was three miles thick. Remember that three miles, th- three miles thick. So fast forward 1988, there's no ice age. Um, let's see here. Um, there is, there's a prediction that the sea levels would rise, that there would be, um, I call it, I think they're called the Maldive Islands. There's 1196 of them in the, in, in and around the Indian ocean, that they would all be covered in water. They would all disappear. And they would all disappear in the next 30 years. And that was in 1988, 30 years later. In 2018, they're still there. None of them have disappeared. None of them have disappeared. So the next year, I mean, you see how this continues? This, this is the same thing over and over and over and over and continuously and continuously. And none of it happens. None of it happens. It's like the guys in sports who predict so and so is going to going going to win the World Series, or so and so is going to win the NBA championship, or so and so is going to be a terrible team, and so you know. And, and then when when they're wrong, nobody goes to them and go, "Hey, wait, wait, wait! You you said that at the beginning of the season that there's no way that the San Francisco 49ers are going to the Super Bowl, let alone win." What about that? What about all those times that you that you predicted this, and you warned us about that, and none of it's come to come truth, none of it's come to fruition. When are you going to just say, "Oh crap, I was wrong"? Ah, we were wrong. When are you going? When do they say that? Well, well, never. Because in two thousand four. It was predicted that that Great Britain would be like Siberia by 2020. 
see all these doomsday predictions that have not come to pass. So you can call me a science denier if you'd like. You can call me somebody who is who who, who doesn't believe who doesn't believe in in, in in global climate change. You can call me all the names that you that you want, I guess. But the track record of some of the scientists and some of the uh, ac- some of academia and media is just not good enough for someone who is who is just vaguely cynical to believe there's too many times that you were wrong for me just to hang on to whatever you're screaming about right now yes and some of you are thinking it's like the it's like the boy who cried wolf right i just i'm just cannot continue just to buy in Every time you say, oh, my God, we have evidence, we have evidence of, yeah, you know what, you sound like Michael, you sound like Adam Schiff, you have you have evidence, you have evidence of nothing, and whatever evidence you have, at this point, after all of this, I'm going to take a wait and see attitude, I know you're trying, you know what, all I know is that you're trying to get in my pocket, all I know is that you're trying to change my lifestyle drastically. That's all I know. Because I don't trust you. You know, and also I read another article where a small a small group of people don't trust science. Well, a larger and larger group of people are starting to mistrust science. I'm a person. Let me see. I'm, I'm going to look at my arm. Did I get back? I, I know. Yeah, there it is. I got vaccinated. There it is, right there. I don't know if I can see that now. You can see my fat arm on the on the video. I was vaccinated as a child. Now there are more and more people who are not trusting vaccinations. There's an uptick, and I don't know why. There's an uptick in autism. There's an uptick in in what they call ADD, ADHD. Um, now I don't think those are necessarily connected to vaccinations. Um, and we had our child um, 29 years ago vaccinated and had all the booster shots, did all, all the stuff. And how do I know? Because I'm the one who got to take them. Because when we had a shot to take, can you take Alex to the doctor? Uh, yeah, why? He needs a shot. So I got to take him? Yes. Okay. So I would take him. So that's how I know that was there, um, and um, no, 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 no ADHD, no ADA, no autism, no nothing. However, it seems to be a thing that we have to consider. So there's more and more people who don't trust science. At some some point in our past, putting leeches on people was a scientific solution to a problem, except that it caused more infection and people died. You feel me? So there's always, and there always should be a healthy skepticism when it comes to whatever the science, whatever the scientists are saying. And, and there should always be a group of people who 
are taking a wait and see attitude, you know, attitude about this or that. It's this medicine that solves this problem, but has that many side effects. Every, every, you've watched those commercials, right? You watch those commercials where, where you're thinking, damn, the side effects may make you want to kill yourself. You know, the condition is that you're a little sad, you're a little blue. But with all of these medicines, the, the, the possibility of suicidal thoughts well, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little blue. I, I don't want to kill myself. The hell? No, that's all right. That's all right. I'll just watch Comedy Central. I'll be all right, you know? Um, so, again, so all of these medicines, even, even now, that are safe because they're FDA approved or whatever, um cause enough side effects for any of us to be skeptical don't they don't they so why shouldn't people be skeptical about climate science such grandiose such grandiose announcements and such grandiose failures All right, my name is Willie Lawson. This is Fight Back 2020. Thank you ever so much for spending some time with us to, um, today, uh, for watching the videos. Please, as you watch the videos, uh, like and hit the subscribe button, share it with your friends. Let us know how you like it. Uh, I'm also the Florida director of of the uh, Urban, of Urban Game Changers. Please let us know how we can um, be in your community, making things better for where you are. Thank you ever so much for everything you do. And just like always, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. CIOCS, Soup 5, ITES SW2, to get. These contracts are just a few of the many federal contracts Connection Public Sector Solutions supports. Connection's IT hardware, software, and services for federal agencies are budget-friendly and delivered with exceptional customer service, easing procurement challenges, and day-to-day -day frustrations. Connection Public Sector Solutions, guiding the connection between people and technology. Learn more at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learned a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow, well, the whole crew's all, yoo, induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at iconpass.com. <laughs>